cigars all around Cheers, y'all Welcome to Smoking Toasting Radio Show and Podcast. We are here every week with uh, fine cigars, hand-rolled cigars, fine spirits, and craft beer. Uh, brought to you by MyCigarTshirts.com. Uh, fun shirts and hoodies and uh, whatnot with snarky uh, cigar comments for all you cigar lovers out there. It's not too late to get them for Christmas. Please, uh, if you get a chance, go on there and check it out. So, my cigar shirt, MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. We are here today with special guest John Denman from Drink of Ages podcast and radio program. How are you today? Man, I'm actually doing pretty fantastic. I've been excited about this since uh, we talked about it at No Label. You're like, hey, man, you want to come to the show? I'm like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. Uh, yeah, we try to have fun over here. So Cruz is out of town this week, so it's uh, me taking over the show, actually. And uh, we're going to see how it goes, since I'm usually the support role and not the main character in this particular play. So uh, today's show is going to have quite a few things coming up for you. Uh, we're going to talk about a cigar that I smoked this morning over at Casa de Monte Cristo. Uh, we got a few beers on uh, on tap for us today, so to speak. I brought the uh, No Label Perpetual Peace, which is a um, uh, uh, Scotch Ale, or Wee Heavy, if you'd like to call it that, uh, from uh, No Label, obviously. We had that. Uh, that's, that's what we were drinking, I think, when we met. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Very large pours. Yeah. Is, is how we might have to went. try that one last. <laughs> I also have a, a bottle of uh, the uh, Bell's uh, Bells Brewing Batch 10,000. That's fun and interesting. We're going to try that. And you brought a few beers yourself. What all did you bring today? Well, actually, I brought a lot. Uh, I was over at Spindle Tap Brewery sitting around talking. And so went all the way from uh, stouts, pastry stouts, to kettle sours, to double IPAs, to pilsners, to nice yeah, little. We're going to have some. Of those are going to be to be assigned. Those will be uh, 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 instead of teasing them right now. We'll get right into. It. We're also going to talk a little bit about uh, drinking news, of course. Um, drinking news is an uh, interesting story. This is one my wife uh, got for me. I don't have an actual teaser line for it, but. Uh, there's a ukulele, though. But there is a ukulele. So uh, today's drinking news teaser is what to do if you're stuck in a pub. Like All overnight? Right. <laughs> what exactly? What do you mean? That's just, that's why it's a teaser. You know, it makes you wonder what's going on here at the story, right? I mean, I've, I've been stuck in a pub before. <laughs> overnight? Overnight. Nice. Yes. I don't know that I've ever been stuck in I mean... Yeah, never, not what you'd call stuck, I think. Uh, okay, granted, yes. Uh, one of the best stuck stories, I don't know if this is what we're going to get into now, but uh, when Harvey happened oh, and yeah. all the people that were stuck at Rudyard's, turned out to be a really fun night for everybody. <laughs> I, bet. I bet. I heard the stories. When uh, Katrina came through and everything downtown was completely shut down, everywhere was a ghost town. I actually lived a couple blocks from Rudyard's. And so we went up to Rudyard's that evening, and we pretty much had the place to ourselves. And we were up there for, you know, till closing and whatnot, and then walked, you know, stumbled. We, we walked in at about 90 degrees, like most people walk. We walked home, we were about 30 degrees off of that, you know. Yeah, the wind was blowing, right? <laughs> a little <laughs> tilted. Yeah, sidewalk. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a fun night. We had a few people staying with us too that were worried their places were going to get flooded. So we had we had a lot of fun that evening. Uh, I uh, stopped by Casa de, uh, de Monte Cristo this morning and uh, picked out a cigar. I uh, 
Sometimes I pick out uh, old favorites that I haven't reviewed on the show. Sometimes I pick out something new. Um, today I picked out something that's a little of both. I haven't tried this one, but I like Four Kicks. I like Crown Heads as a brand overall. They have pretty solid cigars, and uh, and they always have something interesting and different to try. So I picked up a uh, Four Kicks Limited Edition 2021, which I haven't had. This is a uh, Perfecto shape, uh, rustic on the outside, medium brown in color, really lumpy wrapper. Kind of an ugly cigar, actually, <laughs> if, you, if you look at it a little close. Um, uh, lots of veins all throughout it, uh, soft spots, like inconsistent firmness overall. Uh, the Four Kicks ban in the limited edition so 2021. We're still talking about cigars, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with yeah. this. Uh, so I uh, I uh, I did the pre-light sniff. I got a lot of barnyard kind of um, scents, uh, earth, uh, hints of mocha at the foot of the cigar. The pre-light draw on this. I used a clip. The draw was absolutely effortless. So between the fact that the draw was completely effortless and the cigar was lumpy and, and, and had a lot of soft spots, I was a little afraid it was going to smoke really fast and really hot. But actually, I didn't have... Uh, any of those problems with it a little more on that the uh, pre-light draw effortless draw sweet mocha uh, flavors uh, like a creamy sweetness going on and tangy uh, leather flavors left on the lips it was pretty nice the initial light of this I got a blast of earth barnyard and pepper the retro hail is pepper and rich soil in case you're wondering what I mean by barnyard that's that kind of you and beer gets described in all kind of ways, and <laughs> barnyard, horse saddle, all these. Yeah, other yeah. Terms so a little bit of that, but also like fermented hay, those kind of those kind of things that you yeah. get. You know, that's uh, the first third of this cigar was earthy and nutty with sweet and mocha on the backbone of it. Peppery notes remain constant in the background. Overall, sweet creamy flavor was present. Retro hail was cedar, and earthy pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. Which soft is, spots didn't really matter. Yeah, though. it didn't seem to make any difference whatsoever. Like it smoked great. It didn't smoke too fast, not too hot. The second third of this was earthy and nutty flavors dominating the palate with mocha and pepper as a foundation. Leathery notes appear in and out to keep it interesting. Pepper and sweetness remain constant. Retro hail is cedar, mocha, and pepper. Solid ash, perfect burn. I didn't drop the ash on myself once during this cigar, so I was pretty proud of myself. The uh, last third of the cigar continuing with the same flavor profile overall, with a little addition of pepper ramping up a touch, uh, leathery flavors becoming a little more present. Sweetness remained con uh, consistent throughout this with slight spiciness in the aftertaste. Retrohale is cedar, mocha, and pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. This cigar costs $11. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, it's a, it's in a premium price point right there. I give it a six on our price to quality scale. Now uh, I don't know if you're familiar with our price to quality scale, but this is a sliding scale, um, and it's it's price to quality. So it's a one to ten scale, and if you get a five on the scale, you get exactly what you're paying for. Less than a five, uh, you know, it's it's not hitting where it should for the price point. More than five, it's punching above its weight class. I gave this one a six. I think it's punching a little above its weight class, especially since I had. Uh, not the best expectations just from the feel of the cigar overall, but man, it was a fantastic cigar. It's delicious the whole way through. No problems whatsoever with the burn or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I neglected it at one point in time and, uh, and literally just due to neglect, I uh, let it go out and there was absolutely no relight penalty on it. It was fantastic overall. So highly recommended. This comes in at about a medium 
uh, strength overall. But if you're if you're someone who smokes a mild to medium cigar, just generally likes more mild cigars, this is a good one to step into. You get a little bit of the pepper uh, and a little bit of the uh, spicy flavors, but it's got this sweetness throughout that keeps it from being harsh uh, ever throughout the whole cigar. I was pretty impressed with it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I wish I would have joined you. Right? Yeah, listen to all this. Well, the invitation's out there to anybody. Uh, you know, ninety percent of the time, I go up there and pick out a cigar and do a review of it uh, right up there before the show. So if anyone's out there kicking around on a Thursday afternoon where they don't have work, or Thursday before noon where they don't have work, come join me. I like to have a lot of fun up there. All right, moving on with the story. So, um, no label, uh, Tom. Uh, who Tom was on a show about three weeks ago, and uh, or four weeks ago, almost a month ago now, I think, and uh, invited us out to the the brewery. Said they were having their anniversary party. Uh, after I mentioned that uh, I'm a really big fan of uh, barley wines, and he said, "Well, we're going to have one on tap for our anniversary party," and I said, "Well." Huh, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so I went out there and uh, entertained myself a little bit. He was apparently in a meeting of some sort, and then came out and found me and um, and was very generous with the beers. I had their uh, their barley wine was fantastic. Uh, even though uh, I'm generally not a big fan of American style barley wines, just due to the fact that most of the time they're too hoppy. This was not too hoppy. It was quite delicious the whole time. We also had their perpetual piece, which I brought uh, with me today. We'll uh, talk about the flavor profile on that in just a little bit here, but um, we're gonna just work our way up the ABV. Yeah, we, we probably shouldn't start with the just, twelve point three percent. How many, se- how many segments are we doing? Because <laughs> we start with the 12 percent or so, then we, <laughs> then, then the show gets shorter at that point in time. <laughs> it just gets better. I mean, we can keep going, right? Just no telling what's gonna come up. So uh, while I was standing out there having a uh, having a drink. Uh, he comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, uh, let me introduce you to some people. And one of the people he introduced me to was John here. Yes. Yeah. Sitting there at the table enjoying your drink. You were there with James from uh, uh, What's on Tap as mm-hmm. well. And I think one, uh, one of the other gentlemen that was there was one of the employees. Uh, let's see. Who all was? I don't remember who all was there. Brian Holson from Channel 2 was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy. I think Randy Rodriguez was over there for a little bit. Carlos. Good buddy Carlos was there. Uh, I don't know. There was people that table was like a good little center point because everybody just kept coming by, saying yeah, hi. Everybody and walked that, by, and, right? Yeah. And uh, also, I ended up meeting uh, the uh, owner of uh, Valenson's Brewing as well, which uh, I'm not very familiar with, but I will be getting familiar with pretty soon. That's the closest brewery to my house. So, oh, I'm, nice. I'm you live familiar. on the south side over there. Yes, very familiar right. with them. Very cool. Really good beers and really good group of people. Awesome. We're looking forward to that. I exchanged information with him, so we'll be sending him an invite for the show. And he actually invited us to come out there and have cigars and have beers at his place. So that's Just probably going to happen. Be ready for a late night. <laughs> well, we start at one. Uh, <laughs> be ready for a late be night. Ready anyway. for a late night. <laughs> you ain't going home yet. Nope. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So we got some fun stuff coming up. Uh, Coming up pretty soon here on the show, we got, uh, let's see, Cigars in the News Tampa Cigar Fest just happened. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And Miller Lite Beernaments. <laughs> they don't even sell beer anymore. They just sell packaging. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, Mac Rupert doesn't bother with the beer. They're like, it's it's the same thing you've been drinking. But here's a cool package for you. <laughs> labels labels are important, but I don't know. <laughs> I find it quite entertaining. So we're starting off the beer with a uh, 1980. We've had this on the show, the American Kolsch from yeah. um, 
from No Label Brewing, uh, and it's a nice late beer to get kicked off with. But I would like to go ahead and, you know what, we've got a lot of beers for this show, and it's not normal for us to do a beer in the first, uh, to talk about a beer in the first uh, segment, but we're going to go ahead and kick it off that way anyway. And uh, let's go with the latest thing you brought that's different there. Oh, I forgot cups. Cups, yes. I forgot cups. Do we have cups, Adam? Adam's going to come to the rescue. I totally was supposed to bring cups, and I totally forgot them. Uh, (laughs) Luckily, we did. I planned on grabbing little glasses uh, because I was watching the last one Tom was on with the red solo cups and then the little shot in the middle classic cups. That was hilarious, by the way. Yes. Uh, Well, it ended up working out pretty nicely for you guys. Yeah, it did. It did with the... uh, uh, We had that... Teeling Irish whiskey, I think, that day, right? Mm-hmm. That was quite good. Look at you guys. Let's go right. with the clear. Yeah, need more. And if we need them, we'll go with coffee cups. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, the first beer, yeah, you said light. So good old proper pills. Proper pills. Yeah, nice, easy, easy check style so Pilsner. We're going to do a tour of Spindle Tap today since you I just got back. You're doing a, a collab with Spindle Tap. Are we allowed to talk about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I actually, I actually do work for them. Okay. And so uh, I do a lot of stuff with different breweries, but Spindle Tap's one that I've actually worked with, employed by for almost four years now. And, you know, the roles changed over the years and everything, but uh, now it's a lot of label design work and graphics and stuff like that. So you've been working for them for four years. Where did you start off? uh, Where did you start off in the lineup out there? Started helping them. They needed some assistance in sales. So I know a lot of bar owners mm-hmm. and managers and stuff. So I was like, man, I can, you know, I had my own bar. So I really didn't do anything until like three o'clock every day. Anyways, <laughs> kids were in school. So I'm sitting right, around right. just bored at home. And I'm like, man, I'll help you guys out. That sounds Might like Might as well have a job. And yeah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, I started hanging out with them. I'm just like, man, these people are pretty fantastic. Like, genuinely good group of guys. Uh, they got running a nice it. facility out there. You guys have a great facility out there. That whole big outdoor area. Yeah, yeah. Super nice. Uh, me and my wife stopped by there. Oh, uh, about probably about this time last year. It was beautiful outside. It was a little chilly. And um, stopped and had beers and just hung out. It was really nice. We have a lot of fun out there between uh, a lot of basketball, which when I say basketball, I mean like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's really running. Right. Uh, we, we did try that, try to play a little basketball the night of the anniversary, which was about a month ago. And my teammate, it was two on two, and for some reason, both of us were on the ground. That's <laughs> why we were looking at each other. I'm like, we're done, man. What <laughs> Just, happened? Should not even be trying to move right now. Uh, this is called getting old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there was a probably probably a lot of beers involved too <laughs> to get to that point. Anniversary party, the anniversary and party. basketball. Yeah, I, I love the combination there. So you started off uh, uh, helping out with that, and then what'd you move to after that? Do you? I, I assume you went through a few steps, or did you just jump ahead? Well, it, we had a guy that was doing some great job on graphics and stuff, but it, I don't know. There were some issues, and it, they just asked me. I was like, "Hey, do you want to?" do graphics i did graphics for a majority of my life you know graphic design and stuff like that anyways and so i was like yeah i'll do it so then i just took over all that this beer here is um it's interesting because the uh the hop profile and the malt profile are right up front and then it doesn't leave you with a hoppy aftertaste at all it leaves Mm -hmm. you with a little sweetness yeah yeah it finishes nice and clean but you still get that hot bite just just a little just enough to keep it from being overly sweet it's interesting Mm -hmm. that's what i like about it uh this has really become 
Between this and Hop Gusher are the two beers I drink the most at Spindle Tap. I would assume this is pretty popular on tap. It is. Up there, yeah. yeah, yeah. This and the Calavera. And the Calavera. Yeah, the lighter, easy stuff. I have had the Calavera before. The Calavera's been out for a while, mm-hmm. right? That, that one's one of their core uh, core beers for a long time. Very cool. I didn't realize you actually worked for Spindle Tap. I did notice you had the shirt on. I wore the shirt today, Yeah, represent a little bit. That's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Um, at this point in time, we're going to take a very short break. Uh, we're going to do uh, – I- I'm really bad at five-minute segments, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to break a little bit early right now. We're going to make that last five-minute segment into a 10- or a 15-minute segment, so we're going to take them out of the bigger what they, sections what the, the people here. want, right? <laughs> That's right. They want longer <laughs> sections. So we're going to take a short break right now. We'll be right back with more to come. Back to smoking and toasting. You gotta let that. Sometimes you gotta let that bumper music groove just enough yeah. to like get get into it. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. the uh, that's the suffers. Are you familiar with them? I am Fantastic familiar with them. They're so good. Pretty wonderful group out of Houston, Texas. Absolutely, man. That's uh that's that's one of my favorites. If you haven't listened to them, if you're out there, look up the suffers. They're fantastic. So uh, uh, smoking and toasting. Uh, our headline today: is smoking and toasting of ages. John Denman uh, on the show with us from Drink of Ages podcast. This is a show about uh, fine. Uh, I get this almost. Just see, Cruz usually does this stuff, yeah, so I have yeah. to go through all that. I have to practice this, is what I got to do. So, this is the show that's all about hand rolled cigars, fine spirits, and uh, craft beer. Brought to you by mycigartshirts.com. Uh, shirts and hoodies with snarky sayings about cigars for all the cigar lovers out there. MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. All right, now that's all out of the way. Someone called me snarky once. Uh, snarky? Yeah, it was in a review. Uh, it was uh, one of the big festivals downtown. I was emceeing and introducing the bands. I was introducing the toadies. And I don't know, I was backstage talking to them, and, and we're just having a good time. And it was like, yeah, it'd be funny if I went out there and said that you guys didn't make it. And they're like, oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I went out there, and I was like, guys, I got bad news. But before I do, I'm going to shotgun this more cowbell. <laughs> you were talking about shotgunning the more cowbell on one of the shows that I listened to actually just recently. Oh, that one, it was it was a bad idea because I mean, more cowbell is a good beer, but 16 ounces of it, super cold. Like my eyes were watering. There's like 4,000 people staring at me. My and it's, eyes were and it's like seven or eight percent on top of yeah, that, so you're going to feel it. Yep. That was a nine percent. Yeah, yeah. And so I shotgun the beer. Everybody's cheering. I said, "But I've got bad news." Toadies didn't make it. And everybody's like, uh. And I was like, I'm just kidding. Here, there's, here's Toadies. That's all it was, right? Everybody cheered. It was great. Well, somebody wrote a review. It was like, the snarky MC, John Denman. Snarky MC. It's like, man, I've never been called snarky, snarky before in my is life. Almost, it's like almost a bad word. It's not quite. It's yeah, I know. I mean, it could have used all kind of other words. You know, describe me better than snarky. Oh, no. Smarmy would be uh, Smarmy Smarmy would be Smarmy. worse Snarky is, is at least a little bit fun I think so. Yeah <laughs> Alright So we got Wicked Brian uh, showing up on the post And also uh, Liliana Rodriguez uh, She's saying hello Ian where's your other half Well he is uh, off today He's out in Austin having fun He's going to a wedding and all kinds of things like that So we're making do with John Denman Who was so far Taking up enough time to make my job easy. 
<laughs> and yeah. that's all I needed from him. <laughs> I, I don't. You know, I, I watched a few. Other, watched a few of the shows, and I definitely do not talk as much as he. Does. Even on my own show, I don't talk as much. You know, well, this later. this show, I you know when we started this show, I had absolutely no experience. Uh, I, I've been a musician and performer for years, but no experience doing anything like this on the mic. So if you listen to the very earliest. Um, shows you'll hear me just struggling to try and think of things to say and 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 be on the mic. And he uh, Cruz has been in uh, radio for years, so you'll notice when you listen to him, there's no dead space. Like it just doesn't happen unless it's absolutely intentional. Yeah, like he will just start talking. You never know what he's going to say because he doesn't either. He's just taking up space. <laughs> and I had to learn to really interrupt him a lot to even be able to talk. And yeah, we got a flow now, but it was it was a fun struggle at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, when we first started doing drink of ages you know we were right on the radio you know, they gave us a radio show with no experience whatsoever <laughs> fantastic and luckily, like i have an idea yeah that's pretty much how it went I, I had an idea and they're like hey this is a great idea let's do it and no experience whatsoever but we had an old rock 101 KLOL guy mm -hmm. uh was our producer and he was like don't worry guys i'll just tell y'all what to do you guys just talk <laughs> but i can do that you talk we'll take care of the rest yes that's pretty awesome. So you poured us a uh, Calavera. This is the Mexican lager. Calavera. It's it's really a Vienna style lager, which you know ultimately is a Mexican style lager. Right, but, right. Yeah, Calavera. Nice, easy. A little bit more sweetness than the pills. And I like the sugar skull on the front. It's a good label. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's got the spindle tap uh, uh, behind it, and it's got the skull on the front. I have to actually describe this because uh, my friend. Uh, Josh, he only listens to it. He never watches it, so he can't see the labels. I have to, gotcha. I have to create a visual picture for him, and then he really thinks it's funny when I mention him on the show. So, <laughs> so it's always going to throw out names of people too. Cause they're like, oh, you said my name. And we used to do like birthdays too. Like if it was a friend's birthday, but hey, I want to say happy birthday to you know Matt Mishler, blah blah blah, this and that. And that was fun. But then it's like, yeah, don't do that anymore. So Mexican. Style beer in general has never been my favorite. It's almost always watery and bitter, but there's been a bunch of uh, a bunch of craft breweries making Mexican style lagers, especially here in Houston recently. And there's some really good ones out there. They come with a lot more flavor. And we're thinking like Corona or Dos Equis, you know, uh, Pacifico stuff like that. I mean, those beers are great when you're sitting on the beach in Mexico. You know, yeah. they can't beat them. But that's not really what I want to drink all day long. We have a strict uh, policy of uh, of not harming salt or lime on this show. Yeah. So I feel like if you start approaching my beer with either of those things, then there's an inherent problem with the beer or the person approaching it. Yeah, I would prefer not to have that, even in my <laughs> Dos Equis, you know? uh, But it also works very well like if you, uh, in a michelada. I mean, there's a lot of lime, there's a lot of salt, a lot of hot sauce and everything when a michelada, and I'll drink those all day long. Oh, you know, I don't know that I've ever actually had a michelada. Oh, man, that's just... I know that if the one of the macro brews makes one in a can, I'm... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the same. I bet not. I'd actually, I've never even tried it, so I'm not going to sit there and say it's terrible, oh. but I just don't see how it could be good. Speaking of macro brews putting stuff in a can... Uh, Miller Lite has come out with beernaments. You can buy a six-pack of beernaments, uh, drinkable ornaments to hang up on a Christmas tree. I don't know how they keep them cold unless your Christmas tree is outside and you're not in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Love this Christmas weather that we're having. Yeah. I'm wearing shorts today. I, you know, I wasn't sure what to wear, so I looked on my, uh, 
weather app on here it says 77 degrees i was like okay shorts it is it, it, it's got to get down to like in the low 40s and i might consider putting on pants <laughs> on usa today it says if uh regular ornaments are too boring to hang on a christmas tree this year miller light is uh selling mini beer sized ornaments to spruce up your holidays spruce up see what they spruce did it. to spruce up your holiday season beer ornaments the, <laughs> the beer company is getting in the holiday spirit by offering a six-pack of beer mints for only $20. So a way to pay more for Bud Light. Way to pay more for less. Or, I'm sorry, Miller Light. They're kind of the same yeah. to me. <laughs> so, and not only that, but they're eight ounces, right? So the... Uh, <laughs> the ornaments feature a Miller Lite logo and can wrap around an eight-ounce Miller Lite can, which, of course, are super easy to find. I, I, I never see those. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, my HEB right by my house has, has just doors and doors dedicated to Miller Lite. And I'd say Miller products, but it's not. It's literally just Miller just Lite. Just Miller Lite. And, uh, and well, I never see it. Well, it comes in, like, 84 different formats. <laughs> right. So, and apparently, eight-ounce cans as well. Well, and not only that, though, when's the last time you reached for a beer and you thought to yourself, I'll take a smaller one? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, that doesn't... That doesn't even jive with me. It doesn't jive with anything. Like even the, the like small Coca Colas, the small little cans. Uh, says, my wife brought a bunch of those home. I'm like, what are, we, what are we doing with this? I feel like a giant when I'm holding one of those. Yeah, it's like okay, one of these will go in a cup with some bourbon, and then I'll open up another one shortly after. <laughs> right, it's, it's almost just enough. It's just about perfect. So uh, you crack them, you drink them, and hang them with your friends. Comedian Johnny O'Lang said in a commercial for the product. Uh oh, I just got away from there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's about all that's interesting about that. Miller Lite partnered with Yang to explain the holiday drinkable decor that unfortunately does not come with the... So you pay $20 for these beer ornaments, and it doesn't come with the 8-ounce beers. That's just stingy. Oh, that's right. That's what it said, right? So you have to you have to buy the beer, drink the beer, and then... <laughs> you have to find 8-ounce Miller, <laughs> Miller Lite uh. cans. You have to pay $20 for six of these ornaments that fit the cans. Mm -hmm. Then you have to put them all together. And then you hang them on the tree, and they don't stay cold. Well, uh, it doesn't say they're thermal. I don't. I don't know what to say. I'm sure they sold like two million dollars worth of them so far. You know, I've I, <laughs> I've, I've often gone on rants, and I'm about to do that right now. Is a uh, macro brew in general? They don't even bother trying to sell their beer anymore. They just sell the packaging with cold activated cans and vortex bottles and things like that, which absolutely ridiculous. There was one. Um, who was it that had the uh, the twelve pack that had enough room in it to where you just open the twelve pack and stick ice in the twelve yeah, pack itself? Remember that yeah, one? I remember that. <laughs> I mean, not a bad idea. It's it's it an has, idea, yeah. Yeah, it's an idea. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, apparently, you can make a cowboy hat out of these twelve pack boxes. I'm waiting for somebody to print that on one of those. I've Where seen else? people wear twelve pack boxes before. Yeah, <laughs> that has uh, happened. That, you know. The big, big ones, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, you know, the the, the best thing, I mean, maybe not Coors, because Coors is a little more serious, Bud Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, the best thing of those guys is their commercials. Agreed. Um, one of the genius commercials, and I say that, uh, one of them did, was it Bud Light or Miller Light was one of them, but um, did the Real Men of Genius series? Yeah, yeah those were There were some pretty funny ones uh, on there. Yep. And the most interesting guy in the world, those were pretty funny ones, too. Mm-hmm. But you know when when that's the reason you like the beer. Do you uh, so? Okay, so I, I know so many people that uh, 
And, I, and there's a lot of people out there that are like this. They just they have one beer that they drink, and that's all they ever drink. Like I can't imagine that. Yeah, that's a, but that's like a generation above us. You know, it was like like my dad's generation. They're like, well, that's what I've drank since you know, 1942 or whatever. <laughs> that's that's their beer. Good you know, yeah, I, I just I, I I try to put it in food perspective or even everyday other drinking perspective. Like I like iced tea. Mm-hmm. Unsweetened iced tea is a drink that I usually have at least once a day. Yeah. But then I want other stuff. I like flavor. You know, I sometimes switch up the iced tea with, you know, beer or I, other stuff. But I just can't imagine the same thing over and over and over and over again. Every yeah. time I go have a beer, I just have the exact same beer. Like I would get totally sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I well, I mean, I drink a lot of beers, <laughs> all different kinds. But I think it's just also like a mindset, too. You know, it was just like right now we have more everything of anything that there's ever been in the history of mankind. Yeah, it's pretty amazing so, how much choice there is. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago where there really wasn't choice. And and they made it to where I guess you felt like you're part of a team if you chose one side or you chose something specific. So I don't know. Maybe there's, there's probably some psychology involved in all that that— there's that great bully campaign where if you drink something with flavor, you get made fun of dilly dilly and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the, the goat milk IPA, or whatever that commercial was. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. It's just, but. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And and you know what's funny is those those macro brew companies own a lot of uh, macro craft, is what I call them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the craft beers that. Thank you, sir. What are we drinking this time? This is our winter IPA seasonal frostbite. A winter so, IPA. Now, that's an yes. interesting thing. 7%. Uh, so this is what we put out this time of year. It smells interesting. It's hoppy like an IPA, but it also has like a little spiciness, like a little uh, baking spice kind of thing going on in there. It's just another. Uh, smell time is really well known for the IPAs. And so that's why it was cool. That it was like, hey, let's make some light. Beers. Let's make some I, lagers. I found a brewery that doesn't make an IPA. Really? Yeah, uh, Klaus. Yeah, but they don't need to. They make really good beers. <laughs> they do. Yeah. But I'm just so amazed that I found a brewery that doesn't make an IPA. IPA is not my absolute favorite style of beer. If you can't tell, I do like them. I like, and I think Spindle Tap is literally tops uh, for making IPA in the city. Like, because all of them are good. They're all well balanced and they're all uh, fantastic. But um, but finding a brewery that doesn't make an IPA is pretty exciting to me. Yeah, it is. But when you go to Klaus, uh, all their beers that I've ever had from them are fantastic. Yes. So it's it's a yeah. yes, and they're all like an very German, very German styles. Uh, it's a fun little uh, fun little place. I've uh, uh, stopped by there once with my wife. This is this is good. This is nice and uh, it's it's Just lighter a- in flavor overall. Not not not. Lighter in flavor, meaning like it doesn't have flavor, but I mean like it has a lighter, brighter flavor. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost immediately gone. Mm-hmm. Like the aftertaste is makes you just want a little bit more. Well, that's usually what happens. Cruz <laughs> would Cruz would gush about this one. I'm gonna have to tell him about that. That's a funny one. We got uh, comments. Bruce Stark says, my cigar shirts. I've been mentioning them, I believe. <laughs> I don't know where the tea comes from. He says, where did the tea come from? I don't know what that means. Uh, he said, he said my, cigar shirt, my cigar t-shirts.com. And it's mycigarshirts.com. Oh, that's my mistake. <laughs> See, uh, uh, so we have a few people that uh, comment 
on here. Yes, we have, yes. We have On Stark, which is Bruce Stark, and he's a he's if we have information that we need him, and uh, we have Wiki Brian, who also like those guys will correct us in a minute and or uh, find information when we're lacking. <laughs> so, That's always nice, right? Yeah, they're like jewels for the show here. Yeah. <laughs> So we like reading the comments on there. So uh, how long has uh, Drink of Age has been going on now? We started in 2013. So February you guys 2013. been going on for a while. You guys were early into it here in Houston. Yeah, yeah, there weren't very many breweries to have on the show. and But the good thing was that we had all the breweries that wanted to come to Texas and, and start distributing in Houston. Mm -hmm. So you know, you were talking, discussing Bells. Had Larry Bell on the show a few times. Nice. Uh, yeah, Stone Brewery. Mm -hmm. We had all, all these different ones. Um, Sierra Nevada. You had Odell's, you know, all these people on the show uh, in the early days, which Those was are great. All fantastic breweries you just named, by the way. Yeah, Odell's at ninety shilling is really, really something. Man, their location up there in Fort Collins—it's a beautiful place. Nice. And, and I don't know, it's just uh, super, just fun people. People that's been in the industry for a long time, and like their perspective of how it's been and where it's going is always just really fun to really dig deep into. So, how did you get started with your uh, radio program? Because you guys are available not only on podcasts, but you're available on radio. Yeah, yeah. We're on ESPN 97.5, mm -hmm. uh, Friday nights, and then apparently throughout, they play it on the other 92-whatever. Yeah, I'll hear spots from it uh, occasionally. You guys do little uh, spots once in a while, and I'll hear them on different stations. Yeah, yeah. So I think they just fill in some time slots with uh -huh. it. Yeah. But no, we weren't always on uh, 97.5. We were. Uh, we started on News 92, and we had a homebrew shop in Humble. Me and a friend of mine, and I just called 7:40 a.m. to see about advertising, and started talking to a guy there. His name was Doug Pike. He does like fishing and golfing shows on the weekend. Nice. And in one of the conversations, I mentioned it'd be fun to do a show. Yeah, he goes, "What would you do a show about?" I was like, "Beer and music." Yeah. You know? Houston has some great breweries, and definitely underrated for uh, the bands that are coming out of Houston. And he was like, "Man, that's a good idea." And apparently he talked to some people. Next thing I know, <clears throat> sitting up at Clear Channel at the time, and in a room full of people, and they're wanting to put a contract down. <laughs> and it's just like, well, hold on, my buddy. He's like, man, we should have somebody look at this first before we sign anything. <laughs> Maybe. And he had a friend that worked for News 92. Okay. And so he's like, what do you guys want to do? Beer and radio, beer music show? He's like, we should do it here. I'm like, okay, we'll do it here. <laughs> Sold. And that's that's pretty much it. That's awesome, and you guys have been doing this. In, uh, so you've got you've covered like so many breweries since then. I'm sure. What's what's one of your favorites to come on the show? Who's entertaining? Uh, man, it just it, it depends on how you're feeling because uh, you know some are a little more serious. So you have a, like a really great conversation yeah, about yeah, yeah. just just industry, and then you know, get off topic quite a bit. You know, I end up falling off mostly, and then they bring us back in. But um, uh, when you talk to like like Brock, you know Saint Arnold, uh -huh. always a great guy to have on. You know, he'd throw some jokes in there. You know he's about seventy percent business and everything, so he's just a good guy to have on and talk to. But then you have someone like Ben Full of Love from Brash, that it's just like I got to walk out of the room because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> you know, just just okay. We this this first of all like. Three quarters of what we just talked about can't even air on ESPN. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be heavily edited. Yes, yeah. So fortunately, we don't have those restraints here today. <laughs> that that part is good because <laughs> say know, what you want. Yeah, well, I've I've trained myself to. You know, <laughs> there was a few times that uh, they would they'd, they'd call me up and they'd be like, "Hey, man, uh, we were listening and 
you know, you guys were joking around, and it was really funny and all, and, and it was it was you know, good good content and everything. But you know, we and we like to push the envelope. I'm like, what happened? You know, what was you know, just, <laughs> which envelope did we push? Yeah, <laughs> but making dick jokes. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. You know, right, fine. But that's kind of anytime you get a group of guys together, somebody's going to make a dick joke. It's just going to happen. It's, it, it happens. <laughs> uh, we're, guys are kind of basic like that, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, but awesome. uh, uh, we we did a show from Maui Brewing Company over the summer with Garrett uh, Moreno, the uh -huh. owner there. You know, we're in Maui doing the show, sitting outside with them. The dude's cool as can be. <laughs> that man. sounds it's, amazing. Um, yeah, so it's like that is an epic show. Yeah, one definitely yeah. to remember. So we've had we've had a few uh, uh, guests and or moments on the show. Like Dave Pickerel being on the show was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. He's He is so passionate, and that whole show is fun. It's fun to rewatch even. Um, but uh, he was, you know, like one of those guys that you get on the show that's just so passionate about what he does and so knowledgeable and just yeah. – drenched in the whole culture of it um and, and a large part of the culture of it so he was a lot of fun we also got invited to uh to the uh aladino uh farm and factory in honduras and that was an amazing trip but that's that's like your maui trip this is very epic you yes. know kind of like yeah. you're going out we came back with tons of video and all kinds of stuff that was such a great time so on that note we're going to take a quick uh, break. We are right at our uh, stopping time. So we're going to take a super quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more on Smoking and Toasting. Smoking and Toasting. Awesome. Yeah, oh, we got Trey Boring watching. Awesome. Hi, Trey. Welcome back, all you beautiful people. We are uh, smoking a toasting, brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, not MyCigarT-Shirts.com. Apparently, I misspoke and got um, uh, got talked down to about <laughs> got it. Corrected. I got corrected yeah. on the comments. Thank you, uh, On Stark. Uh, that's that's pretty funny, actually. So MyCigarShirts.com because cigars. All right, so we are here with John Denman. We're having a good time today. I've got a, a beer that I've been just dying to try. It's been in my fridge for a few weeks now, and this is the Bell's Batch 10,000 Ale. Uh, the last of a series, Batch 10,000 Ale, looks back to our homebrew roots. Uh, after combing through catalogs of many, many malt and hop suppliers, our brewers used over 100 different malts, grains, and other fermentables and followed them up with a blend of 60 different hop varietals between the kettle additions and dry hopping. Pardon me. The resulting beer presents a deep chocolate brown hue, and offers a roasted and caramel uh, offers roasted and caramel notes from the malts mixed uh, with an assertive hop character, sharply bitter. The beer possesses a full mouthfeel without being heavy, and will withstand aging in your cellar if you prefer. Awesome. It, it kind of sounds like that they went to. The storage, and they looked at all the hops and extra grains that they had. And what like, do we got left? Let's just make something. <laughs> Let's have a little fun. What's the most hops? Like this is different like hops this is like the hash. Beer? This is like the hash <laughs> of, <laughs> of beer, right? <laughs> yep. Got to get the sound effect. Yeah, sound, that's one of the best sounds. There, there's oh, a few sounds that everybody knows what it is. And oh yeah. Can bottles yeah. opening and shotguns. <laughs> everybody, chick, chick. everybody recognizes those. <laughs> I got a great. Uh, it's an old Stevens side side with the breakover action and the and like a barrel. It's like this is absolutely crazy. Yeah, but it looks so absolute like 
ridiculous when it's, when you break it over and you drop your drop your shells in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chunk. Check. Yep. Like that's a sound like that, and uh, the pump action like that's a, that's a sound that just yeah you, you know, know what it that anywhere. is. Yeah, and depending on where you are, that usually means like run. <laughs> like most places. <laughs> yeah, if you're not expecting that sound and you hear it somewhere around you, yeah, that's, a, that's cause for alarm. Duck and cover. <laughs> So uh, I'm getting a lot of like caramel notes, a little bit of vanilla, and kind of a deep raisiny kind of thing going on. I'm interested to see what you think. I'm waiting for you to go. Everything you just said was BS. I don't get any of that. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely raisiny. Uh, I get a lot of that. Like it's not very. Uh, it's it's not very uh, carbonated as well. The head on this is almost completely gone immediately. Oh. Well, it, they described it pretty well. They did. They did. It's like if you took a barley wine and added some hops and um, watered it down a little bit, but not in a bad way. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of confusing flavors that go across this one because all of a sudden there was like toffee, then there was coffee, and then there was a bitterness, and then there's some chocolate. It is. It is confusing. I agree. I and agree with that term. It's confusing. There's like a lingering right in the back of the tongue of uh, of this bitterness. Burnt caramel. Yeah. It's like this. burnt caramel bitterness. Like like the creme brulee, but a little too burnt. It's it's interesting. Hmm. I don't hate it. I can say that. It's got a uh, see. Uh, Cruz would complain because it's got a little bit of floaties going on in there too, which that doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's all good for you. I have had some beers where the floaties are almost distracting, though. <laughs> uh, there's there's been some that we poured. Yeah, you know, everybody makes some crazy beers, right? And I'm all for make whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as long as people like it and you're and it's good, make it. But I poured some cans, and it almost looks like somebody vomited what they just drank. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look good, right? It's just not a look. <laughs> this uh, is uh, this yeah. The description on here, what they said is is deep chocolate brown hue, roasted caramel notes. I would say burnt caramel notes actually. <laughs> it goes a little beyond roasted. Um, from the malts mixed with an assertive hop character, definitely has that. Sharply bitter. This is um. It also has, and the more I drink it, the more it has that uh, ESB kind of quality of the bitters. It's not. It's that dry bitterness. Yeah, it's a dry bitterness that's not, uh, you know, on the finish of the beer really so much, but it leaves that aftertaste. So that that's a hard one to pin down. Yeah, I do like ESPs. I don't mind them, not at all. But it's it's kind of like maybe maybe that's what it is. If you put uh, if you put a barley wine and then hopped it, and then added some ESB and some coffee grinds. Maybe some throw some oak in there just for fun. <laughs> There's an astringency to the yeah, aftertaste too, there isn't there? Is, it's yeah. like you ever chewed on like a piece of wood. Yes, uh, just that's kind of what it's like. I believe though you should say "chaw" on a piece of wood. There you, you go. Know, yeah, that's better. If you're chewing on a piece of wood, you're you're in the country. Right? Yeah. Now, Bell's uh, Fantastic Brewery, congrats to Larry and the whole gang up there. I mean, recently sold it. I heard so, about that, yes. Yeah, I don't blame him at all. No. You know, he's he's no. done well. Sell Built it. up his brand. Build what you do, yeah. Yeah, employed a bunch of people. This is not my favorite Bell's. I love a lot of things Bell's, but this is not my favorite Bell's. No, nah, uh, no. Nah. 
Definitely not too hearted. Though. I too hard all day long. Amber ale is so good. There's uh, and they've had some the brown ale. Bell's uh, brown ale is fantastic. Uh, the uh, Kalamazoo Stout. Mm-hmm. Not my flavor profile on that. Well, the same as like Oberon. Like, like people Oberon is actually I think really. Good. I mean it's good, but like they shut down the city and people take off of work for like Oberon Day. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if they still do, but they used to. Right. Remember I mean, was, when Real Ale used to do the. Uh, Coffee porter festivals, yeah, those were fun. Yeah. Really, although I mean that they, they're, I mean I'd hate to say they're like an underrated brewery in Texas, but man, I don't think they get the love that they really need. Their beers are yeah. pretty phenomenal, and especially when you can buy their uh, their Scotch ale for five dollars for a bomber, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. The real heavy is just man, that's a yeah. great beer. And when you're gonna say, hey, I'm having one beer tonight, you know that's that's a good place to go. That's not a bad place to be. I'm a big I'm a big fan of a lot of real ale stuff uh, as well, you know. L- let me just let me just go ahead and put this down. I like beer. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's good. <laughs> yeah. There's as long as long as it's good, right? I mean, it could be right right down the middle of the style and you know the guidelines to the style and everything. And as long as you drink it, there's no imperfections. Like that's a that's a good beer. Yeah. But yeah, we've we've gotten accused on the show of liking too many things, but the truth is the show is all about stuff that we like. That's that's it, right? I mean, uh, and then you want to bring stuff that you know that you like, or if you haven't tried. I mean, I'm sure if you drank something, you're like, man, that's just terrible, right? And then generally speaking, you know, we bring these products from our house, or we buy these products a lot of times. I mean, occasionally we have the luck of having a guest on that brings a ton of awesome beers but uh but most of the time we're buying it and you know i'm not i'm just not gonna go to the store and go i don't think i'm gonna like that so i'm gonna buy it yeah yeah <laughs> right? just to bring it on the show that's not that's not happening All right, so far not many people like this i think i might <laughs> right? you know, this might be my next favorite beer. all right that's a wrap for this uh this segment we're gonna go ahead and uh take a short break we'll be back and coming up soon we will have uh what to do when you're locked in a bar we will have Ooh. Johnny Walker double black coming up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once again, with the Smoking and Toasting podcast and radio program, brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Uh, snarky cigar sayings on shirts and hoodies for all cigar lovers. MyCigarShirts.com, because cigars. So coming up here, we're going to try a little bit of a Johnny Walker Double Black. This was a gift from a friend of mine, actually. He, uh, I forgot to put it on Mr. Twirly Gigs so that you guys probably didn't get to see anything but um this was a gift from a, a buddy of mine mark that uh came over and we were working on his pedal board for his guitar setup and he brought whiskey over and decided to try it so we're gonna pour a little bit of that here in just a moment but i want to get to the comments for just a moment okay first off bs when i said bs earlier bruce stark did mention that that's his that's his initials <laughs> <laughs> Also, it was pointed out that we have not been giving Adam tastes of the beer. We need to catch up on that. I I, I read that and I passed them all over. <laughs> you yeah, immediately did. <laughs> yes, that was um, good. Uh, 
Good call, Bruce. Good I, call. If we I, don't we don't keep him drinking, he's gonna start asking for a raise. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been in a lot of studios, and the you know some of them are like, hey, beers, rock and roll, but a lot of them are like, keep them away from everything important. <laughs> well, this studio probably just smells like beer by this point. We're the only podcast in here that does beer and and uh, whiskey, but it probably just smells like an old bar when you walk in. <laughs> All right. I wonder why it was so nice. So while I'm pouring this, uh, you did bring some cigars. So you are a cigar smoker, I take it. I'm not really, I'm not going to call myself a cigar smoker. No, I do enjoy cigars, and I love the smell of them. And if, you know, my neighbor, he loves cigars, so I'll, we'll go sit on his back porch every once in a while, smoke some cigars, and drink some whiskey or something. But uh, I'm not a connoisseur of cigars whatsoever. Uh, but these... The Cabal. The Cabals, yeah. So, uh, buddy, he's the one that has these produced and does all this stuff. He goes down to Dominican, talks to him, and uh, he supports my golf tournament that I put on. And so I sell these at my golf tournament. Okay, so you're getting more interesting here. So you have a golf tournament on top of everything else? I do, yeah. We did our sixth year. Uh, it's the – oh, man, we, we – I, for some reason, I like to name things, stuff that's just ridiculous and dumb. Okay, go ahead. So this one was called the Houston Open Brewery and Keg Classic. Nice. Um, it's, it is a charity golf tournament. We raise money for Pines for Prostates, and it's a great organization that you find them. Uh, met, I met them first at Great American Beer Fest, and they also put on one of the best beer fests that I've ever been to called the Denver Rare Beer Tasting. Oh, nice. And so just a phenomenal organization but they do blood testing at beer events like they screen for prostate cancer like oh, blood wow. tests and so they'll send you your results and uh i don't you know tom you know i know some people that has suffered and had to go through all the prostate cancer stuff and so i was like man we, what can we do for kind of men's health because everything not that women's health doesn't need it but there's just not that much out there for there's men's less health. out there for men's health men men i think in general are just less willing to admit that they need any help well that part yeah 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 well i was like when you go to the doctor doctor what are you talking doctor. about this will heal but they're uh, missing an arm. Yeah, yeah, a little pot back in place, flesh wound. And so, so I decided, I was like, man, it'd be fun to do a golf tournament. And yeah, yeah. Did the first one. Uh, I have a lot of breweries that, that get involved every year, and every year it sells out. Uh, this last year, we had 21 breweries out there on the golf course, and we had a company. Did that, you say 21 breweries? 21 breweries. That's fantastic. It's a, it's a really, it's a beer festival on a golf course. Nice. That's what it is. So there is some golf that gets played, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just people just want to come out, support, have a good time. And uh, we do it at Wildcat, which is a wonderful golf course here in Houston. Uh, so, uh, so far, uh, we haven't. Other than the first one, the first one got out of control. Things happened. <laughs> and yeah. things that we don't talk about. Yeah, things that we don't talk about. But since then, uh, we moved it to Wildcat, and you know, all the golf carts come back in one piece. You know, there's no <laughs> fires, you know, just no, no ambulances. So, you know, uh, it works out. Uh, you know, I've played golf twice in my life. Yeah. I had fun both times. I don't remember the golf part of it. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. The last time I was, uh, I played once when I was a kid, and I had a friend of mine whose dad was in the golf, so I went to the range with them and just, you know, did what kids did and goofed around. But the last time was uh, a friend of mine wanted to have a, 
uh, a birth, his birthday was to go play golf. And I was like, okay. So I went into pro shop and they're like, okay, you need clubs. I said, I need two clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I need something that hits far and something that doesn't. <laughs> so I ended up, I think, with what did I get? A putter and a nine iron. And I was like, that's all I needed. And all honesty, I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Most people could probably go out there with a putter, a nine iron, and a shoot par. But when you throw in all the other clubs and make you think about what you really need to do, like what club do I need to hit with and how do I need to swing it, it just throws the whole game off. Yeah, no, I mean, the problem I have, too, is 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 much like a lot of sports that involve a stick and a ball is I just try to whack it as far as I can. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just more fun. Swing hard. <laughs> Swing hard. hard. But, but, you know, I, I did have a lot of fun, so I just, I, I never quite got into golf. Have you been into golf very long? I have, yeah. And Is this something like you grew up doing? Nope, not at all. It was after high school. Uh, I had. My boss at the time was like, come on, Devin, let's go play golf. I'm like, I never played. He goes, I'll teach you. I'm like, all right. So he went out there, and he played old man golf, you know, where barely any backswing, just poke it like 150 yards down the middle of the fairway every time. And he's like, no, man, you're, you need a swing. So I started swinging and, and making contact. And it's like, man, this is a lot of fun. And so we started playing a whole lot. And it's, it's when the golf is one of those strange things that I played golf for 20 years, and there were times in my life where I shot a lower score than I do now. You know, even though I've, I've played longer and I'm right, better right. at golf now than I've ever been. I just, but there was times that my game, I don't just whatever reason, just it, you play against yourself. So I guess that's why I like it so much. <laughs> right. Um, there's yeah. a satisfying, like in just a few times that I played golf, there's a satisfying thwack when you nail that ball. Well, it's it's one of those uh, you can have a really bad game of golf and go out there and just all over the place losing balls in the water in the woods, and then all of a sudden you hit a really good drive on the 18th. You're like, yep, I'm coming back. I could be pro. Plus, you could smoke cigars while you play golf. That's you can do a lot of things while you play golf. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the fun part about it. And smoke cigars. Yes, it's like a longer game of darts. <laughs> Yeah, and, and sort of like darts, uh, there's a there's a balance. You know, after so many beers, all of a sudden things come together, and it works really well for a short period of time, and then it quickly and then falls it's off. over. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it quickly, drastically falls Trails off. Trails off. What do you think of this uh, Johnny Walker double black? This is I'm interested. Oh, man, it's it's smooth. It is really really smooth. Smooth. Yeah, um, this. So this is smoky. Like, yeah. it's about as smoky as a Johnny Walker ever gets. So, uh, are you familiar with Johnny Walker Black? Yes. Uh, yeah. Are you, like, like have drank it a bunch? No, I have not. Yeah. Johnny Walker Black, I think, is drinkable. It's a, it's a blended whiskey, and it's it's a blended scotch, and it's it's quite drinkable. And it's nice, and it's great when you're using it for uh, mixers and things like that. Johnny Walker Red is not good. No. <laughs> Johnny Walker Red is... is uh, is uh we don't talk about it. it's it's like the third Godfather movie we just don't talk just about don't mention it. it yeah it just it doesn't really exist Johnny Walker Double Black uh, is the rebellious younger sibling of Johnny Walker Black Label with a deep brooding intensity uh, to its sibling of Johnny Walker Black Label but youthful spikier and more rebellious so I don't know what I call it spiky it's actually oddly smooth as you said it is yeah and you know I'm not a big scotch fan I tried and I had a boss that was like no you need to start drinking scotches so he he tried and introduced me to a lot of what he said was really good scotches but it was just that peat that, that was like too much and it did it did like I drink one but it didn't make me want another one you need to try Talisker 
Well, so we were doing a show from House of Blues for a good, I don't know how many months, and across from that's Reserve 101. Oh, yeah. And so they were like, all right, try this one. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, that's really good. Yeah. Right, you do like scotch. I'm like, damn it, you got me. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and scotch is one of those funny things because everyone's like, oh, it's so peaty or it's so smoky or whatever. But there are scotches that aren't. There's, there's, I mean, there's five different uh, uh, regions, and they're all very different from each other. That being said, I do have a peaty section to my whiskey collection, and uh, and it's got things like Ardbeg and two different Lafregs and a Kill Omen and a and a Oshichan and I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Some of those are hard to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is a very peaty shelf. So I always tell people when they come over, I'm like. You might want to smell that first before you pour some. <laughs> yeah, I've been and given some really, you know, was but people are like, "This is a wonderful bottle of scotch." I'm like, "All right, and I'll try it." I'm like, uh, you know, "This is just not doing it for you." So I just show, I just bring it to people's houses, you know, let them let them enjoy it. Do you uh, do you have a liquor that you particularly like? You mentioned earlier you were drinking gin and uh, what was it gin and tonics? Gin and tonics, yeah. yeah. Uh, gin was another one that I just was not a fan of at all yeah because i just i don't know i just didn't like it and we had some friends in the neighborhood start going to their house and they'd make all these crazy cocktails and everything and uh he broke out a bottle of bombay yeah and just made some gin and tonics out of it i'm like this is one of the most refreshing lovely things i've ever had in my life it was quite good yeah and so from there we started drinking different gins and everything it's like man it's just i think i like gin one of my go-tos is citadel that one's a Particularly good one at a great yeah. price. So, because gins can get oddly expensive too, but they don't have to be to be good. Yeah, yeah, they really don't. And uh, gins banned at my house. So, then ah. <laughs> it got to that level. Well, when, it, when I went through that phase, you know, and uh, I don't know, I, I, it was a fun phase, but apparently my wife didn't think it was as much I, fun. I went through a Red Bull and vodka phase, and that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a combo right there. Yeah, that's Ooh. a. Bring it up and set you down. Ooh, it's a, yeah. That's a confusing, confusing hangover. That it's all these not people good. Want to do like Delta Eight coffees and all this like speed with weed and it's like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> just one at a time. You know, just slow down. I think uh, I think this double black it, it makes me actually pretty happy because it's super smoky, um, but it's also super malty and round. Yeah, but but it's not like you're sitting there chewing on firewood, right? No. Or like you're just sitting at a campfire. No, and it's, it's not, not and it's not a fake like liquid smoke added exactly. flavor kind yeah. of thing either. So I think they really hit a nice spot with this particular whiskey, and I'm very glad that I have it. Also, the bottle is dark and mysterious, which is nice. The bottle's getting kind of low. Yeah, yeah, I've been beating it up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I don't blame you. This is really good. I would like to say that what I generally do is is open the bottle so there's no whiskey opening injuries and then clear the neck so that there's no spillage. Mm-hmm. But I went a little further than that on this one. <laughs> you cleared the body. <laughs> I cleared the body, yeah. <laughs> Nicely put. Uh, so on the uh, Johnny Walker website, it says, smell delicious, sweet smoke, and spicy aromas. That's ambiguous. Uh, the taste, rich peat with uh, dried fruits and creamy vanilla. The peat it comes across incredibly smoky and less Band-Aid than you would think. Or medicinal. Some people call it medicinal. Some people call it Band-Aid. Yeah. It's, it's kind of both. <laughs> I get it, but I like it personally. Uh, the finish, powerful, long, warming finish. That is a way of saying it lingers a lot, which is why we have this 1980 to clear our palates. Because yeah, it's a good we won't thing be able to, to clear palates. 
1980 now now tastes rich and peaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. You drink a 1980 after this, it doesn't taste like 1980. No, no. It's a, have you ever had a candy bar and then had a soda? Like it just tastes like. Like like Topo Chico at that point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just ruins it. The it kinda, sweetness is all gone. Kind of does. Uh, it kind of does that. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna take a, uh, I think, a short break right now. We got two more segments coming up, and uh, drinking news will be coming up pretty soon. What to do when you're locked in a bar? Welcome back, all you beautiful people, to the podcast. It's all about hand-rolled cigars, fine spirits, and uh, this wonderful craft beer. What else you got in there, by the way? Well, there's actually, <laughs> depends on which direction we want to go. Let's go somewhere fun, because uh, this, this is going to be a fun segment, because we got drinking news coming up. By the way, uh, we're brought to you by uh, MyCigarShirts.com, my, MyCigarShirts.com, because of cigars. Oh, my goodness. You got something called Sticky Fingers. <coughs> uh, you got something Doppelbach, called Velociraptor. I love that it's called Velociraptor. <laughs> a coconut. You you just you came armed. Cedo Crudo, which uh, scored one of the high. It was uh, the highest rated beer, non-barrel aged stout in America by. Uh, a leading beer magazine. I'm drawing nice. a blank right now. But and then some and El Hugo. El, El Hugo. Yep. So strawberry and pink guava, juiced up seltzer. Juiced up seltzer. We made a seltzer, but there's a lot of fruit in it. Okay, that sounds interesting. I kind of want to try that just for the fact that I don't generally like. I'm with seltzers. you. Yeah, because because uh, that's that nasty artificial fake. aftertaste. Exactly. Oh God, it's just gross. I don't know how people deal with that. We we did a show this this week's show. Uh, we record ours normally on Tuesdays. Uh -huh. and it airs Friday on ESPN. And so this week we're up in Conroe at Foss, a new brewery that just opened up like seven weeks ago. Nice, really good beers, traditional styles and all that. Like just great beers, but they had a seltzer, uh, a seltzer smoothie. But it was it wasn't like thick like this. It was, but it was really really good. I was like, man, I could drink this all day long. <laughs> awesome. While you're pouring that, I uh, would like to also. Uh, so, how do people get a hold of uh, Drink of Age? You guys have a website, I'm sure. Drinkofages.com. Awesome. Nice and, then and easy. If you look up, if you just do a search for Drink of Ages, you will find this pretty face all over the internet. Is this? <laughs> This, yeah, this looks like V eight. This is this is your mo morning smoothie, right? It, uh, it, it definitely looks like a smoothie. Like that's absolutely crazy. Like when you poured it out there, out of there, it had the consistency of old milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not far off. Like this, instead of like 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 chunky beers, this might be actually lumpy. I'm, I'm kind of saying it's more, you know, instead of saying chunky milk, it's more like kind of like a almost melted daiquiri. <laughs> yeah, rum honestly would be really good in this thing. Right, I bet. I bet. I haven't tried it yet. It smells like fruit. It just smells like a smoothie. Actually, it doesn't have any yeah distinctive other than the fruit smells. It doesn't have any. It's a. It's definitely a different seltzer. Oh, it's not over carbonated. It just dances a little bit on the tongue. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it not is, super sweet. It is a big mouthfeel. It is definitely. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it would say chewy. If you said, I just, I just want to show the camera this. I'm going to pour just a little bit because I want them to see what this does. <laughs> like that just comes out like syrup almost. Thick. Wow, that is. Uh, it's it's way better than I thought it was going to be. I actually kind of like this. It's one that yeah. I'm it's like a meal a though. Bunch of them, but this is like if you ever go to. Uh, Smoothie King? Yes. Yeah. And uh, this is like the angel food without all the banana. Yeah. It, a nice, And then easy it's all melted. 7%. <laughs> and it's 7%? Yeah, 7%. Like, that's a win in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one, right? This is the first first one that, uh, like, heavily fruited sour or seltzer that Spinal Tap has made. And it's like, well, you know, it's definitely a little bit of tweaking. But it's like, man, this is this is not bad. I it mean, does not is... have that uh, gross artificial sweetener aftertaste at right. all, at all. Like this is this is quite drinkable just for that fact alone. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's, it's what. It's like, yeah, all right. Do I want to drink a bunch of them? Not you know, unless I'm sitting in the pool. Fill you up, yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, it's kind of like how many. How many margaritas do you drink? Well, some people a lot. You know, yeah, so it's yeah, kind of, that. But me, uh, frozen margaritas, not so much. But I mean, I feel like I just had a serving of fruit. Well, you got your vitamins for the day. <laughs> like that's pretty. That's pretty funny. This is uh, El Hugo. Is that what you call it? El Hugo. Hugo. From Spindle Tap. So interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely different. Uh, but I don't know. It's just it's it's a. Uh, you know, between all the IPAs, you know, having this in the top. Well, first it was in the tap room, and uh, now it's in cans. But now it's in cans. Yeah, and then all the lighter beers, and then the stouts. Uh, like I said the crude was an amazing, amazing stout. The coconut chocolate cherry pastry stout, first one, first one we made, and it's it's got a lot. It's got exactly that coconut chocolate cherry. It's got so many syllables. I have to try it. Yeah. You want to do that one next? Like, when you add that many syllables to a stout, I mean, it's worth trying, right? I think so. All right, while you're pouring that, I'm going to go ahead and bring us into our section that we like to call Drinking News. Oh, I already forgot. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator. I, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Is that, is that, I, I, beers are involved, so I always, my memory lasts like about 15 seconds. So. Oh, that's, that, no, that's just fine. There's nothing right. wrong with it. Lock in. This is, uh. This is an article I found. My wife actually found this and sent it to me. Lock in. Dozens stuck in English in England's highest pub after the storm. I want to show the picture of this oh, yeah. place. Look at this epic inn that they're talking about here. You can maximize that screen at some point in time if you'd like. Um, so the story goes... Dozens of customers who stopped for a drink at Britain's highest altitude pub got a longer stay than they bargained for after the building was cut off by a blizzard. 61 people woke up Monday after their third night at Tan Hill Inn in the Yorkshire Dales 
270 miles north of London. They have been unable to leave since Friday. Oh, wow. <laughs> when a late autumn storm brought snow and heavy winds that uh, felled power uh, cables and blocked roads, the pub sits 1,732 feet above sea level and is used to being cut off by bad weather. Manager uh, Nicola Townsend uh, said the staff has organized movies, a quiz night, and karaoke for stranded guests. They also have been entertained <laughs> by an Oasis cover band called Noasis. Oh, no. <laughs> for how long? Because <laughs> that's. <laughs> that almost sounds like torture. <laughs> They've been entertained. <laughs> that's a. That's a judicious use of that word. By an <laughs> Oasis cover band, Noasis, who have also been stuck at the pub since, at the pub since their gig on Friday night. Townsend says the guests were in really good spirits. They formed quite a friendship, like a big family is the best way I can describe it. She says one lady actually said, I don't want to leave. Well, <laughs> somebody likes the party. Somebody, somebody's enjoying it a lot. Townsend said she hoped people would be able to head home later monday once the roads have been cleared and their tabs are closed <laughs> and their tabs are clean. you imagine what a three-day tab six-day tab whatever it is oh, man and there you have it that is our drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news and cheers y'all cheers you know uh so the drinking news song we've been doing drinking news for a little while now but uh i debuted the drinking news song during one of our episodes, I think it was episode. What are we on right now? Two hundred and sixty or something like that. So it was, it was right around two hundred ish, plus or minus a few episodes. But the the uh, the day that I debuted the drinking news episode might be one of the funniest drinking news ever. It's about a guy who grows a penis on his arm. All right, <laughs> and I'll just let you go yes. look through the archives for that one because that was way too funny. You have poured. Huh. The uh, chocolate cherry. There's a lot of syllables. What was it? Uh, I've got that 15 seconds. Coconut chocolate cherry pastry stout. Pastry stout. You guys like, are like getting paid by the word for that label. Oh, man. If that's the case, then we're making money. <laughs> so I'm assuming there's coconut, chocolate, cherry, and pastry mm -hmm. going on in this. That there is. Well, the label is very simple, though. You just have a cherry on a chocolate-covered label. Well... You know, design this label. It's a, man, it needs to be very simple, kind of sexy looking, and cherry. So we, like, all right, let's put some coconut on it. But with the coconut shaves coming down, it didn't really look like coconut. <laughs> didn't translate so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we'll take those off. Each one of them could have just simply said, this is coconut. This is, this coconut. is coconut. Yeah. I promise <laughs> this is coconut. <laughs> White coconut ring coming down on cherries. Yeah, I bet that kind of looked awkward, actually. It, 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 now it, that I put it together in my skull, it gets yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I could really further describe it if you need me to. This uh, toasted coconut right on, the, right on the nose big time. A lot. I don't actually smell the cherry. The chocolate is definitely there. Boy, the cherry comes through when you take a sip, though. Oh, wow. Cherry comes through a lot. The cherry comes through a lot on the finish and lingers a lot on the aftertaste. It is a dark and uh, rich cherry kind of flavor going on. Yep. And it, oh, like uh, toast. Like slightly burnt, like in kind of a good way toast. Mm -hmm. a going bready. on. Yeah, a yep. little, little bready kind of thing going on. 
This is incredibly interesting. This is a great one to share. I don't know that I could slam back a couple of these. No. It's a little intense. Yeah. yeah. No, a 16 ounce can is made for like your family. <laughs> right. It'll actually feed a family of four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's almost the same consistency as your, uh, as your uh, uh, <laughs> the smoothie Hugo. thing that we just had. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely some viscosity, you know, in the stouts. Uh, thin wow. stouts. It really coats like the whole inside of the uh, mouth. Too. Yeah, and and then you, you really get the cherry. Yeah, I mean that cherry just keeps going on mm -hmm. in, in a really good way, like in a very like cherry pit kind of aftertaste. The idea was uh, like the little cherry cordals, mm -hmm. you know, the little candies, you know, the little liqueur ones. Yeah, yeah, something like that, where you get the, still get the sweetness and the chocolate, but you get that cherry and coconut. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is you could you could put this out and it's it's good, but a little bit goes a long way. A little bit goes a long way. Yeah, there there's a lot of beers that I think five ounce boards are made for. Yeah, and yeah. This is one of them. Yeah. This is one of those when you go to the bar and they give you the little tulip and it's the half pour and you go, you nailed it. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes some of those beers. Now I don't agree when they do that with Meritsu because I really love that stuff. But uh, sometimes those beers really need the smaller pour. Well, I mean, uh, the 16 ounce pour, a perpetual piece, barrel aged perpetual piece, went down nice and easy. <laughs> yeah, there was that. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not a slouchy beer. So I brought that perpetual piece, but I think we're going to hold off on that one because you brought so many different things to try here. Uh, that I think I'd rather get through some of the Spindle Tap breweries. This is this is turning into a Spindle Tap awesome show. Yeah, I was like, I'll bring some beers. Uh, we'll talk about anything, drink anything. But uh, yeah, well, you're, you're hard to get along with. I don't like showing like up that. places shorthanded. <laughs> so. You certainly didn't do that this time. You certainly didn't do that. In uh, in further news, uh, just a little article I came across. If I can close that on. Tampa just had their uh, cigar festival and has been named the largest in the world. Ybor City, Florida was full of people the first week of December for the world's largest cigar festival. Thousands of people packed into Centennial Park to enjoy an array of cigars, food, music, and local clothing vendors. I've been to Ybor City. It's a lot of fun. The whole area is pretty badass. Have you been there before? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that cigar, it's its so strange because you're walking into a totally different culture there. Mm -hmm. And that cigar, and, and seeing all the guys with their newspapers and their coffee and their cigars sitting outside of every cigar shop. Yep. Because every cigar shop also serves coffee. Yeah. Like that's, that's just those two things are made together. It's a lot of fun. Tampa is the cigar capital of the world, says Kevin Odom. Because of what happened last year, we couldn't uh, have it. So a lot of people gravitated towards people just wanted to come out and have a good time. Uh, that was a weird phrased sentence. Yeah. The, cigar, the cigar business is a multi-million dollar industry in Tampa. Native Sailor City has a monopoly on it. Back in the 1900s, there were over 40 different cigar factories in Ebor. We started all this, says Odom. Everyone's taste is different, and that's why we have so many different vendors out there put their heart and soul into these beautiful sticks. It's a lot of fun. When you walk down the street um, in Ebor City, there are so many cigar companies there, and you can just sit there and watch these rollers mm -hmm. Like go through cigar after cigar, and there are there for you to sit there and watch, but they're working a regular day of work. Yeah, you know, and generally speaking, in a cigar factory, quote unquote, they'll have a room full of these people doing this, but they always, I think, put like the the best ones up front so you can watch them in the window and stuff What's like a, that. Aren't, aren't like Cuban cigars supposed to be rolled on the inner thigh of a Cuban lady, or isn't there <laughs> something along those things? I don't know. You know, I get a lot of... Well, I had this conversation just the other night, and I get this a lot. You know, aren't Cuban cigars the best? In the same way that German beers are the best. 
but then they're not anymore. Yeah. You know, like, also, Germans make bad beers. You know, I mean, when's the last time you had a Bex? Yeah, yeah. Bex. It's a little bit yeah. of the Budweiser of beers, you know? Yeah. Um, or of German beers. But, uh, but that being said, just like anybody else, Cubans make great cigars. But they also make bad cigars. Yeah, just, just like anywhere. Just like anywhere. So uh, I, I don't know about the whole rolling on the thigh. I don't the remember where, of I, <laughs> where I heard that. But, you know, it was, it was, that's, that's what makes them so good. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the that's, ingredient, that's the right? Ingredient. That's the one thing. Yes. Yes. This, <laughs> this particular hop was picked on the east side of the village. I don't know. Yeah, come up with anything. Odom yeah. is a member of the uh, Grown Ash Cigar Society. Grown Ash Cigar Society. Yeah, okay, right. I get with I like that. See what they're going for. Right? He says groups like this help to connect him with other cigar lovers in a community like Hamilton's. They moved to Tampa from St. Louis last year. Uh, I don't care about that. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So uh, apparently, uh, apparently, Tampa Cigar Festival is named the largest in the world, according to Spectrum News. Uh, that's yeah. Trust those guys. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I just pull this stuff up. I'm, I'm just a reporter, man. I'm not even a reporter. I just make stuff up sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Tampa Tampa's a badass spot, though. Yeah, it, Tampa's really nice. It is a lot of fun. That whole area. So uh, I went to, I have a friend of mine that lives in that area, and, uh, and I flew into Tampa. And uh, me and my wife, he was out on a business trip that night. So what we did is we flew into Tampa, and then we hung around Tampa that night. And then we went to Ybor City in the morning. And when he flew in from his business trip the next night at about 8 o'clock-ish, he came and picked us up in Ybor City. So we had the whole night in Tampa. And then yeah. we went to this dive bar in Tampa that was a – I can't tell you what the name of it is. I have no idea what the name of it is. But it was it was like going to Lola's here in Houston. Oh, it was man. as divey and awesome as it gets. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, Lola's doesn't get much dive here. No. That's a, that the was, only thing that looks a little creepier than Lola's is Lola's during the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like back in the day. Uh, I don't know. Have you been around Houston for a while? But like Emo's and some. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one time we went to go pick something up at Emo's and we walked just like let's just walk into some and we walked in there and it's like that's the couch we've been sitting on. <laughs> I need a shot. <laughs> Remember the fuzzy wall? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard. I heard. Uh, everything was pretty fuzzy in that place. That place was notorious for the bums that would hang around there as well. I, one night we were. Um, me and a buddy of mine were headed up there, and we had had to beat up the change jar for enough money to go hang out and have beers, yeah. you know, in your 20s, right? Yeah. And, of course, they'd come up right as you're parking. Hey, we'll watch your car. Yeah, I bet yeah, you will. Yeah, sure you will. So so by the time we get, like, around the corner right by Emo's, there's, like, three or four bums all talking to us, and he just reaches in his pocket and tosses down some coins, and he looks at me and goes, Run! <laughs> Shit. Uh, that, uh, that place was notorious for the bums. I like there. Oh, man, everywhere. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Though. I'll watch your car with five bucks. What, <laughs> what's going to happen if you don't watch my car? What are you going to stop from happening? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's that protection money. I won't break into your car, maybe. Right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, the emos, uh, I don't know. We've been going there since like 18, 19 years old. Jumped a fence in the back. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, as long as you walked up and walked straight to somebody, ordered a rolling rock, and had a beer in your hand, then you were safe all night long, right? 
So Lola's was kind <laughs> just, of the same just way. Just pick up an empty and act like you've been drinking it. That's it. And uh, Lola's, Lola's, they, well, they just really didn't care back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, But sitting outside and all that, also like, cops are here. We're like, jump the fence. <laughs> I'd like to give a, a small moment, a small pause for Jaime from Lola's, who we lost actually just a few months back. Yeah, so. yeah. Missed that guy. He was a, a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, yeah, a little staple over there. Yeah, he'd been working there for years. Do you remember? Um, do you remember there was a Halloween where Rudyard's dressed as Lola's and Lola's dressed as Rudyard's, and they actually swapped employees? Oh man, I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> it was That's one of the amazing. most bizarre nights. Yeah. Ever swapped employees? Yeah, they swapped employees and repainted like uh, and and redecorated the inside. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, of Rudyard's and stuff, it was absolutely hilarious. Because I remember walking in and seeing Jaime going, "What are you doing here?" That's he's funny. like, "I work here." <laughs> oh no, man, I don't know it how was, I missed that one. It was so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it could have been a dream, but I'm pretty sure I was there. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something that could happen. <laughs> that would have been ah, yeah, early late '90s, maybe early 2000s, something yeah. like that. That was a, that was a very like when one bar goes dressed as another bar for Halloween. That's yeah, just that is, entertainment. That is very good. All right, we're gonna take a super short uh, uh, break. We'll come back with our last segment. And uh, we'll see you then. Uh, I love that little horn crescendo slash decrescendo right there. Welcome back to uh, Smoking and Toasting, the podcast it's all about. Uh, hand-rolled cigars, fine spirits, and craft beer. We're all about craft beer today. We did try a fine spirit, but that fine spirit does not go well with any of these craft beers. <laughs> like, sometimes you find a, a, something that compliments. It's good but, little pairings, yeah, but I don't really know. There, I don't really see. Maybe the Doppelbach would be about the only thing that I think could go <laughs> Maybe, well with yeah. that. It's it's really good, uh, and and I've had cigars with it as well. It's actually pretty nice. We're here with uh, John Demden from the um, Drink of Ages podcast, and also from. Uh, oh, I love that sound. I have a Pavlovian response to that sound. It's one of the best sounds in the world. That <laughs> like is. It's like good things it? are about to happen. You notice we don't use the little red box for that sound. No. Every time we make that sound, we actually sacrifice a beer. Like that's how dedicated we are. I've that's been sitting beside me the whole time, and I've yet you to have button. You haven't done this. I have not. I mean, that could have that could have done a lot of things. And all for the earlier talks news. about veiny cigars and stuff that would have been a perfect sound. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, Wiki Brian and uh, OnStark are on their game today. I forgot to say we are at episode. What what is today's? Uh, is it two hundred and sixty one? Two hundred and sixty two. Yeah, I wasn't sure. So, because uh, I remember last week, uh, I went from last week's email that I had for the uh, show notes, and it said two hundred and sixty one, but I think he said it was the wrong number, and I couldn't remember which direction it was. Two hundred and sixty two episodes of this. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, we yeah. also have a few running gags on the show, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Bruce put the Surgeon General, because sometimes when you pick up a beer and it has, like, no information about the beer and Cruz is going, so read to me about the beer, I'm like, well, it says, according to the Surgeon General, <laughs> and of course I read off that label. Yeah. So that's that's the running gag there. Uh, man, thanks for showing up today with the, with all these beers. We're, we're about to have the uh, Spinal Tap. Cito Crudo. Acito Crudo? Mm-hmm. 
Where does that name come from? Uh, basis means crude oil. Is what it means. Man, Spindle Tap does have the Spindle Tap. You got the Derek scenario. Derek, yeah, yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yep. But this one, this one uh, has always been just such a really good beer. And then, like I said, recently scored like a 99 out of 100. And the only non-barrel-aged stout to make the list. That's pretty amazing. And we decided to have this one as our uh, as our last beer for the show uh, because it is literally just a style. It's not. It doesn't have a bunch of adjuncts. It doesn't have anything else. It's just a Russian Imperial Stout, straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up part of the style. And I haven't tried this before. It smells fantastic. There's a little little coffee smell going on in there. It's just a, a little. Big, I don't know. People are like, what's it like? like it's it has a sexy. woody kind of smell it's to it as it well. Is. It's really nice. Mm. Oh, the mouthfeel is perfect. It's it's not huge and thick like the last uh, oh, couple the we had, but it's big yeah. enough to be interesting. The carbonation is, is just barely there, and I actually like it like mm-hmm. that. I, so I, I have no problems drinking beer that's not carbed at all. Yeah. Where a lot of people, that just weirds them out, but that doesn't bother me um, at all. Well, that's what's fun about uh, at breweries, walking around, and you go drink stuff out of the like out of the ferment or out of the bright tank before it gets carbonated. And you really get to know what that beer is and what the carbonation does to the beer. This, uh, when you bring it to your nose, you expect it to be more coffee forward in the actual sipping of it because it has a very coffee nose to it. But then when you take a sip of it, it's actually more of a uh, baking chocolate and like, a like more a, of a sweeter chocolate. Uh, yeah, well, it's got the it's got the bitter finish like a like a coffee or like a baking chocolate kind of thing. But the but then you have this roundness that hits the palate immediately, and it's very sweet right up front. It's very interesting, and the middle of the palate is just all those flavors blending together. It's 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 a very well balanced. Yeah, and then when you like breathe in after you drink it, I mean, you get that that roastiness. Yeah, yeah. Really this nice, is man. fantastic. This goes good with vanilla ice cream. Oh, I bet. Or brownie, <laughs> or dipping Oreos in it. <laughs> and I, you know, it's funny you say that because I have totally been known to pour beer on ice cream <laughs> yeah. or whiskey. You know, mm-hmm. good whiskey on an ice cream. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so we're missing Cruz today, but uh, I think we managed to get along without him. I want to thank you so much, John, Man, for coming out. Yeah, appreciate having me on. It's been a whole lot of fun. I I love sharing beers and drinking beers and well, whiskey, scotches, whatever with people. Man, it's just a good time. <laughs> well, as as someone who doesn't usually take uh, uh, this part of the show, I, I'm usually see my my role on this show is usually trying to figure out ways to to absolutely stump. Cruise, like I just want to say things that make him go, what, what? <laughs> but but now I had to play the cruise on this show and have a, and have a, you made it so easy, you made it wonderful. Thank you for uh, coming on the show and bringing all these awesome uh, beers from Spindle Tap. I didn't know you actually worked at Spindle Tap, so it's a, this is like having the Spindle Tap guest on the show as well. I got like a two for today. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm winning. Yeah, it's gonna and today's <laughs> just gonna winning. continue on, right? Um, right, because. Uh, I'm gonna leave here. I'm gonna stop by Platypus, uh, oh. hang out there for a minute. Yeah, and then the No Label Christmas party is happening, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna head over for the No Label Christmas party, and then I'll see you guys probably Saturday. 
Because <laughs> tomorrow is going to be a break. Tomorrow's not happening. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow I'm sleeping in. Now, I know there are secret brewery meetings that happen. I need to figure out how to get my foot into those. I um, can't comment on anything. Those types of things of what, what I'm just, happens I'm just behind closed that doors. And, <laughs> I uh, know that there are secret clandestine brewery owner meetings. There's there's brewery um, employee meetings. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I, I will say this. I will put say the bug this, in your ear is that uh, the industry I was in before uh, it was much more competitive, and even though there was less of everybody, it was much more competitive. And then this industry, there's so much more collaboration and just people willing to help and if you have a question they'll answer it and like i said the those little secret meetings and stuff i'm not saying they exist but there's a lot of cohesiveness between breweries i love this happens in and it really happens in the spirits and uh and craft brew industry more than any other industry i've seen where um if you if you have a brewery and someone opens up a brewery next door you're not upset about it. You're happy. Mm-hmm. You're like now, I got somebody to talk about beers with. Yeah, and that's literally the attitude with every craft brewery that I've met in town. Like everyone is so happy to talk to and help with people. I know that like, uh, uh, like when No Label couldn't find enough cans, Eighth Wonder steps up and 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 helps mm-hmm. them out. And like like that's the kind of camaraderie. It's absolutely amazing. Like that is a fantastic. No, thing. I mean it, it, it's it's all fun and games until you're looking for shelf space. Then, right? Then it's yeah, like, that's when that's when it comes. You. But you're never face to face for that, yeah, right? Yeah. So so you can still at the clandestine brew meetings. <laughs> Everybody gets along. <laughs> no, but it, it really is. It's a, it's a it, it's a wonderful environment to be in, and everybody's always like, "Oh yeah, of course it is," because all you do is sit around and drink beer. It's like, no, that's honestly not the case. It, it takes a special personality to even want to quit what they're doing and open up a brewery because yeah. it's not like you're making money opening yeah. up a brewery. You know, yeah, no, no, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a long time. So it's, it takes a special person, and, and I don't know, I'm attracted to those types of people. It takes a little while before you can risk. afford that brand-new Ford Focus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brand-new? Yeah. yeah. Low mileage. <laughs> brand-new to me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I yeah, can't wait you. to have you on again. Uh, and thanks for bringing so many beers. Thank you, Adam, for uh, happening on the Wheels of Steel over there, as uh, Cruz always says. And uh, thank you to Cruz for making this show possible in general. Thank you to uh, MyCigarShirts.com. Thanks, Mom. Th- okay, I'm not going to go on. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> yep. Cheers, everybody. Be safe. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> Wow, that stout is fantastic. Yeah, it's just it's good. Yeah, it's made it one time and never changed the recipe. Yeah, no, that's that's a nailed it. <laughs>